Welcome back to the Inclusive and Online Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Kate. And I'm Kayla. And together, we're your hosts for the Inclusive and Online Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing Juneteenth and what higher education professionals should be aware of about this holiday to stay inclusive and informed. To help us delve into this topic, we will be speaking with Angie Freeman, the Program Manager for Events and Partnerships at the University of Michigan Spectrum Center. Welcome to the show, Angie. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. To start us off, can you tell us a bit about yourself, such as where you work, what's your role, and some past experiences that you have? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you know, as was mentioned just now, uh, program manager for events and partnerships at uh, the University of Michigan Spectrum Center, which is amazing, amazing. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's such a such a great opportunity um, and uh, just just a great experience. Um, but yeah, I am a I'm a proud of, alum of OU. Go Grizzlies! Yeah, um, yeah. OU just uh, has such a special place in my heart. Um, and I, you know, I did want to just take a moment to to shout out to Daryl. Um, you know, rest in peace. Uh, such a um, uh, a sad uh, event that just happened, and um, you know, just, you know, want to shed some light on that and, uh, you know, everyone at OU, you know, take care of yourselves, if, you know, if you knew Daryl and, um, you know, such a great spirit and um, a, a great asset to the to the campus. So, um, but yeah, uh, I did my bachelor's degree in marketing, um, master's degree in student affairs, currently pursuing um, a graduate certificate at um, Oakland University. So I'm trying to get through that um, just to kind of like, you know, add some some education uh, to my repertoire and, you know, just keep it keep it going. Um, I was born and raised just, you know, around the country, uh, lived in some different um, states, kind of bounced around a lot. Um, but I called Detroit home, um, Detroit and uh, Albuquerque as well. I, I, um, I did spend a lot of time in Albuquerque in my younger years. So that has a special place in my heart too. Uh, but my professional career um, consists of you know, part, uh, about a decade in higher education um, and about six years in performing artists. So uh, as a performing artist. Um, so this was, you know, just another kind of journey that I took in the midst of my higher education career, which uh, that'll be a whole nother podcast. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you all about, you know, my little mix uh, with the the performing artists uh, industry, which was really cool. So, um, but yeah, I'm currently, like I said, at the Spectrum Center um, and just uh, I'm co coordinating like large um, and small scale programs for queer and trans students on campus and, uh, you know, providing them a space just to be themselves, be themselves, uh, feel liberated and like just joyful uh, in their own skin, um, as well as providing support services like you know HIV testing essential needs legal name change services like there's, there's so much um so I get to do that every day and I'm you know so excited and so um you know grateful just to be um serving my own community um, at that um so my previous experience um at OUWB um was as a diversity inclusion coordinator providing uh, programming and support for medical students, which was cool. Um, you know, healthcare touches the lives of so many 
um, so many people, um, you know, especially marginalized communities. And so it was a really cool um, opportunity and experience. Um, prior to that, I was um, helping community college students transfer to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, as well as um, a success coach and retention specialist at Nevada State College. So um, a lot of interaction with students, um, you know, I'm just uh, happy to just be back in my element and serving students and interacting and engaging with students and, you know, just being in the trenches with them and helping them navigate their college experience. So it's been really cool. No, you can just hear. I mean, the passion coming out of you when you speak about that, uh, your experiences. I also want to touch on Daryl. Daryl was a student of mine for a couple of courses and uh, you know, just what a tremendous person he was. And every time I saw him on campus, he was another authentic person. You could see, you know, the pride oozing out of him, too, in, in you know the things that he did to help people, too. So, uh, you know, a lot of love for Daryl and, uh, you know, what a great guy. Yeah, uh, for sure. yeah thank you. And uh, just kind of going back to your your OUWB experience, your you know, some of your more recent experience here at Oakland University. The reason we reached out to you is because we did a search on the OU website for Juneteenth and uh, an event that you worked at and helped coordinate, I suspect, last year at OUWB came up in the results. Tell us a bit more about that event and just some of the things surrounding that. Yes. So, um, yeah, we did. Um... Juneteenth um, Jeopardy, uh, which was um, a, a lot of fun. Um, I just kind of, you know, wanted to do something that was uh, fun and light and, you know, could um, um, just kind of bring bring students and faculty and staff together um, in a way of like education, like, you know, providing educational uh, opportunity, but just kind of like in a fun way. So that was really fun. Um, you know, we uh, I, I created these questions uh, on this template on that I that I found online, which I, I created like all the Jeopardy questions. And you know, I'm I'm no expert. You know, I'm I'm not really like you know like a Jeopardy you know person. But I thought it would be fun just to like turn a game into something so powerful and educational um, around this. Uh, around this holiday and, and celebration. So um, yeah, we brought faculty, staff, um, students together and uh, like a, you know, we created teams and, you know, everybody was, uh, you know, friendly, com you know, competition, of course, but, um, but we, you know, we had the set of questions and, you know, just kind of delve into like different subjects related to Juneteenth. And, um, you know, it, it, I think the cool thing about that was, I created a space where people could chime in and add to the information that was being presented. So, um, you know, somebody answered a question, um, you know, sometimes we talked about it and paused the game and, you know, added some different, you know, elements to it. And, um, you know, I, I didn't present myself as an expert in the subject because um, I'm not, but just uh, providing a space for people can like add their own perspective on some of the questions and some of the answers that were provided and just like the 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 holiday in itself, right? Like I thought that was beautiful um, where people can chime in. And I even, you know, learned some things and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I think, <laughs> I think like, you know, like how transparent I am and like, I, cause I was like the host and, you know, I was giving all the energy and say, all right, team, what are, you know, team this, come on. So, um, 
I, I, um, I think there was a moment where I, I got some of the information wrong, like in the question, in the answer. Right. And I was just like, oh, uh, yeah, cool. Thanks for bringing that up. And, you know, see, like, you know, I don't I don't really know uh, everything I need to know about this this holiday myself. And so it was just like a moment of like vulnerability and and like transparency and and everybody appreciated it and was like, yeah, like we all got work to do around understanding this this holiday and um, this celebration. So. Um, it was really fun. It was cool. Like, uh, I, I definitely, uh, you know, want to add that into my, uh, to my career and my events down the line again. So. Yeah. I, I really appreciate, you know, that mention of that vulnerable moment, because I think that that's something that we try and keep in mind on this podcast as well as we're delving into all kinds of different topics related to inclusion and diversity. And like, we're not always going to get it right. And I think it's important for people to be able to see that and understand like mistakes do happen and they're that they're an opportunity for growth and for learning and for coming to a fuller understanding of what's you know, what's going on in the world and understanding people who are different from yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really appreciate that you kind of brought that out in your response. Um, so moving on, can you tell us a little bit about your understanding of the cultural significance of Juneteenth? My understanding of Juneteenth has a couple of different uh, meanings, <laughs> depending on, you know, who. Uh, like depending on the question who I'm at who I'm talking to like you know what what error um is being represented um for example the holiday you know is known to be a representation in our country's history of slavery <clears throat> and uh documentation of the true emancipation emancipation of black slaves um particularly those left behind in Galveston Texas right so um you know over 250 uh was it 250,000 slaves, you know, were still shackled, you know, by their masters, even though slavery has supposedly ended after the emancipation, right? And so, um, you know, Juneteenth, so Juneteenth to some people um, is a a commemoration for our ancestors who died during that time um, and, and were not able to escape. And, you know, if they did, they were still killed. And so, um, you know, even though even though slaves were freed, um, you know, for, um, for other for 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 most people, I would say um, it's a celebration of true freedom and liberation um, for all black, all black kinfolk, <laughs> um, and the journey of just like a new era for black people um, that can start to rise and excel in the ways that you know we know we're capable of right um i know for me it's it's definitely a mix of of the two of those because i think about um you know i think about um, my ancestors in that time and the ones that were impacted and you know just like dang you know it's just when you know it's just one of those things that make you shake your head and um you know on the on the flip side it's like this this holiday is is definitely a true celebration and um of freedom i would say um you know just like how how uh, how what do you call it um how far that that our people have come you know and like what we're doing today like what we're doing now and like just you know the the things that have transpired since then so um you know like uh, the holiday is 
I, I think it's also just like a shock <laughs> um, and a confirmation to like how misinformed we are about our country's true American history. You know, like I'm not like a really like a history buff and like know all these things, but um, you know, I do know that part was left out, you know, like <laughs> I do know that much. And so, but you know, it's it's funny, like I didn't know it was left out until I knew it was left out, like I, until I knew of its existence, which I think is very interesting. Um, you know, just the the fact that like myself and uh, you know, a lot of my family and other black people that I know and just my community, like we did not know about this celebration and like what this all means. So um, but yeah, so I think um, you know, just to, you know, to keep in mind that like, you know, black black history is is American history and like this is a true representation of what what's missing and, and why and why there's something like to be questioned <laughs> about that. From uh, you know my own experience growing up in you know history classes and the 80s and 90s and 2000s when I was in college, it wasn't really about different perspectives. It was, you know, we were taught what was in the books. We, you know, growing up in the Upper Peninsula, we had, you know, a strong Native culture. So there might be like a field trip where we go to one of the, you know, Indigenous people's uh, museums. But it's interesting that you mentioned that because, I mean, history, you know, as we learned it is very different than history as it happened. And, you know, Europe's perspective on some of the things that have happened over in the United States and their history books, I'm sure it looks vastly different. And the terminology that's used in different parts around around the world. And I just want to point out that I think it's interesting that you you mentioned that and that, you know, it's not, you know, black history. It's U.S. history. This is the entire country's story. This is part of it. And it's something that just really, you know, for me growing up in the Upper Peninsula was rarely acknowledged outside of, say, Martin Luther King Day. It was rarely acknowledged beyond that. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Just acknowledgement alone, I think, is lacking. <laughs> I think that part is like nobody wants to admit that like something was missing or that this is not a true representation of our country and our country's history. And that like what was done and, you know, continue to be done is wrong. Right. Like that, just that acknowledgement and uh, admittance is uh appreciated. Have you attended any Juneteenth celebrations? For those of us who haven't attended one, what could we expect? Have I? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I actually attended Juneteenth uh, Festival in Ypsilanti uh, last week, which was a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't seen if it, well, yeah, if you haven't seen it or, or been to a Juneteenth Festival, you can expect expect to see just blackness like and I'm talking about blackness in like the truest like most positive form um you know for all my people like you know you you know what I'm talking about you know when I say just blackness um you know and it's just it's just about black people embracing their culture loving on each other dancing singing drumming eating you know like the one that I went to uh had a a, a nice drum circle with just people representing different ages. And like, it was just beautiful. It was so beautiful. Um, you'll also see some red foods and like red colored drinks, um, you know, like red pop or something like that, or, uh, you know, maybe some watermelon or some red velvet cake, you know, something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
those are some of the things you'll see. I mean, you'll see some hustling and some line dancing, fried catfish, mac and cheese, fried okra. Um, what else? Like baked beans, maybe some banana pudding, peach cobbler, like all the things, right? Like I'm getting hungry. I'm making myself hungry. No, you're making yeah. me hungry too. <laughs> I haven't had dinner yet and I'm ready to go. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those are, those are, those are some of the things that um, that you'll see. Um, I really enjoyed the event that I attended because uh, I took my family um, and my two-year-old, like who um, was gifted, like I think she, I think she got like six books <laughs> from one of the the table, like the vendors, um, and the books just represented Black excellence and the history of Juneteenth and just like Black confidence stuff like that were um, some of the books. So I really enjoyed that. But like everyone, you know, just walking around and uh, Juneteenth colors and T-shirts and hats and scarves and just, it. I don't know, it's, it's cool. I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, you might even see like the Divine Nine out there just getting it, you know, just represent, you know, just like it's so much, it's so much uh, positivity and, and and culture and just love and joy like that like I said before like we we're at this point right now and we just got to live in it and um, just know that like we came from something horrible (laughs) and we just got to remind each other that like we here that's an awesome uh, breakdown of that I've been going around to music festivals and concerts around the country and now the world and, you know, it's part of that joy, that's that self-expression that, you know, we're we're in this together. So, uh, you know, I gravitate towards such joyous you know situations often. And, you know, this is a language that makes sense to me uh, <clears throat> in celebrating. So um, you, you explained a bit about your your programming, the, the Juneteenth Jeopardy, and you do a lot of programming in your current role, too. So what types of programming do you think would be most helpful in educating others on Juneteenth? I'm thinking maybe uh, like movies, short films, video clips, uh, news clips, maybe like some books, of course, like we're in academia. So, you know, uh, reading books and peer reviewed journals are, are very popular, but like in your current role, some type of event or that type of programming, things that you've done, things that you've seen, you know, what are some of the things that have inspired you and and pushed you in this role and could potentially be, you know, applied toward uh, spreading knowledge about Juneteenth as well? Um, So this month is uh, Juneteenth. (laughs) This month is Pride. (laughs) And, um, you know, just the intersectionality of, uh, Pride and uh, Juneteenth, um, you know, was something that um, was uh, like a little bug was put in my ear about that. I was like, yo, that will be like, what a, like a great opportunity to like capitalize on that. Right. <clears throat> and so um, I didn't get to do anything specifically in my role around that, but um, <clears throat> that's something that I think people can think about and, um, you know, trying to infuse the two, right. Cause you know, like a person like myself, I identify as queer and black. And so, you know, how powerful would it be to have uh, a celebration of representation, um, an event on campus where like both of my salient identities can be highlighted in that moment, right? Um, For me to celebrate with multiple communities, um, you know, two communities that I feel, you know, very, very close to. So um, 
but yeah, so I mean, I think that, you know, that's just one thing that came to my to my head just now. Um, but this is something I, I like I just kind of got in this role and just kind of still navigating things. And I think this will be something definitely on the forefront for the upcoming years, you know, but I want to make sure to do it, do it right and like partner with the organizations that, you know, can that 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 I I need to give respect to in that sense, right? Like I need to um, you know, partner with those that can um, help me to display the like the best kind of program um in its representation that I can. So um I feel like I just watched that idea, you know, come to life a, a little bit here too. Like you had been thinking of it, you just formed it and put it out there. So I hope it's an opportunity or something that you're able to capitalize on your in your current role. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Don't, cool. don't nobody don't nobody try to steal my idea now. <clears throat> I'm Trademark a, uh... copyright, it's ours now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. And I love the the kind of idea of like being able to bring, you know, queer folks, trans folks, and like especially like black queer trans people and give them that space to feel safe and heard and recognized and accepted. I think is so important, especially in our current uh society and you know how things are in the world right now um so like creating those intentional spaces i think is is really beautiful oh yeah oh yeah for sure it's definitely a um a community that's um that that needs a little bit more love <laughs> you know um yeah the cutie bipod community is definitely like something on my um radar and something that i want to just enhance like even on our campus and in our center and stuff like that so um yeah. So yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. And uh, yeah, the idea, like it actually wasn't like, you know, completely like my own idea. So I do want to, you know, give, give that, um, put that out there, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna run with it and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do something with it <laughs> as we all should, right? Like it's about spreading information and, and, and us all working to get, like, it's not about, Ooh, like I'm doing this and don't copy me. Like, no, it's not, it's not what it's about. Just making a little joke. <laughs> All right. So um, shifting gears a little bit uh, for instructors who are interested in making their classroom environments more inclusive, in what ways, if any, do you think that instructors can recognize or celebrate Juneteenth in their classrooms? Visual representation is definitely important. Like, and that's, and that's easy. Any, you know, any professor or instructor can hang up a Juneteenth flag in their classroom or even a pan-african flag um you know like and and as i'm saying that like all of the flags that represent so many different cultures right like you know we don't want to leave nobody out but we are specifically talking about juneteenth which um you know i think i think having that in the classroom just it it does something you know to to a person who's impacted by it just by seeing it like oh cool like somebody thought about me which, which like speaks volumes. Um, but I think, uh, you know, like professors can also include in their class schedule, maybe even, um, you know, consider giving students the day off or letting them out early that day, or, you know, just putting it like, cause we put the holidays, cause you know, I, I was an instructor also. And so like, we put the holidays in the, the schedule and say, okay, no class this day or whatever. But if you don't, want to give the day off just at least acknowledge it and put it in there and um you know maybe even have like a blurb about it or something or hey did you know what Juneteenth is haha if you don't look down here and I'll give you some more information so um 
So that could be one thing. And then like encouraging students to attend a Juneteenth event on campus, right? You can embed that into an assignment, into the classroom, like have it worth points, like actually worth points, not just something like extra credit because, um, you know, just just be intentional about it. But I think that might be cool because that helps the program attendance numbers too, right? Like the, the programmers. And then it, it also just encourages like anyone who needs the, um, um, you know, the boost in their grade too. So I think, I think those could be some things. And, you know, if you are teaching a history class, like, come on, like you, you gotta put this, um, you know, into, into your content, you know, like it, it's just gotta be there. There's no, <laughs> it's non-negotiable. <laughs> so I'm calling out all the history, uh, all the history instructors and professors, you know, anybody who um, even talks about any part of our American history, I, I think it's important to um, to spend some time on Juneteenth. Perhaps if they hear this episode, they can share it as part of their curriculum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I definitely wish Juneteenth was talked about more and especially in higher education and in my college classes. But I wanted to ask, in your opinion, why is it important for higher education professionals to be aware of Juneteenth and its cultural significance? Like I said before, Juneteenth is a part of our American history, and it's just significant. It's a significant milestone in in the history of Black people in our country, flat out. <laughs> um, Juneteenth, you know, it, it might have, um, you know, an impact on Black students, um, you know, that you may not be aware of, and you know. The, the, I think the day gets dismissed or just minimally recognized, um, you know, now that we know about it. Um, but, you know, adding it to like staff meeting agenda or like, again, like unofficially maybe given staff permission to take the day off or like go celebrate with your family and, you know, just be in the community. I think that would mean a lot and much, much more than I think we can imagine for for people that that this really impacts, right? Um, but I, I think uh, it's important for a campus community to be aware um, because like showing showing love and passion for now our federally recognized um, holiday, I think it speaks volumes just to the commitment of the institution, um, you know, for marginalized communities. Like we all, you know, have these diversity inclusion statements and like we're all, you know, you know, anti-racism statements and this and that, but um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta avoid talking about it and just be about it. <laughs> you gotta walk the walk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta walk the walk and then maybe jog a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and I guess Kayla, you had a follow-up question for that. It, it may be kind of similar, but yeah, um, the follow up was, why is it important for the campus community as a whole to be more aware? Oh, OK. Yeah, I think I touched on this a little bit, um, you know, just like like showing like love and, you know, and passion for the the holiday and, um, you know, like, like that commitment to um, social justice and diversity and inclusion, you know, like as an institution, um, you know, I think that. Um, it's important for us to know, like, 
about this holiday and to know its significance and know um, that it does impact our students. Yeah, and our community as a whole, you know, and any campus community, I think it's it's so important to keep in mind that we are here to support our students and our students are doing so much work to support each other and we can be a part of that in creating those spaces and and creating those kind of roads towards understanding and and providing resources. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I think like you know, like letting your curiosities kind of fuel that, right? Like, cause I know I had like so many questions when I learned about this, this celebration and, you know, well, okay, wait, the like, you know, Emancipation Proclamation. And then like, well, why did it take two years, you know, later for this to, you know, like, so just, even if you Googled that, like you would get so much information or, you know, like, um, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just so many questions and like, why even uh, like Texas made it uh, an official holiday, I think it was in 1980 in um, and, and just, you know, specifically in in Texas. And it's like, dang, well, since even since 1980 till now, like we still other states. I mean, I I didn't know, you know, but just other people still were not aware of Juneteenth and like that that just creates so many uh, questions about like information sharing and you know just what we don't know like what information is being kept on purpose like it's just there's just so many things right so um that's a long time for you know for a lot of other states and people just not to know about it and so I know recently just in the last two years it you know kind of became you know uh, more more um, known to people and so, yeah, so I, I just say that to say, like, just, I think um, institutions um, can definitely just do some more work around that and just like allowing for questions, allowing for conversation around this um, and for people to, to speak on it um, from their perspective. All right, this is our final question for you for the day. Um, do you have any resources um, that you like or that you're aware of that we could share with our listeners about um, how someone could become more informed about Juneteenth? Um, yes. So let's see. I have um, I have some resources that actually I can probably share. Um, you know, after this, uh, like maybe maybe if you I don't know if you send. Yeah, so we've got show notes and we can put links in the show notes. So we're happy to include anything that you might recommend. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I think um I think I know I put together when I was at OEWB, I put together a, a Juneteenth newsletter, which had some some cool little uh fun facts in there. Um, but uh let's see, some just some general resources, I think like CNN, CNN actually did a, gr a great article on the meaning of uh, the flag and just like the breakdown of the symbols and the design of the flag. So, um, but even if you, even if you, um, uh, Google like the, the Juneteenth flag, you might get two different types of flags. You might get like, well, I know this is not, I'm showing you my hat, but, uh, you might get like two different versions of, uh, the Juneteenth flag. Like I know some, um, some people get the Pan-African flag, um, associated or mixed up with, um, Juneteenth, but, um, but yeah, so that's a, um, uh, it's actually a, the same colors as the American flag, which is really interesting. 
that uh, the design and everything like that and the colors and everything, but they have like significant meaning. But CNN, CNN did like a great uh, kind of like breakdown and explanation of that. So I can um, send that to you in like a link afterward too. I think see, uh, I found another one in Seattle Times. They did like a similar article, but they actually put a template in the article to make your own flag, which I thought was cool. So like you can like do the whole cutout thing and just fold it and, you know, um, kind of make your own and hang up your own flag. So, um, and then uh, Detroit Press, the, uh, the Detroit Free Press, uh, they offer some like historical knowledge and, um, you know, where where Michigan actually stands in terms of legislation and where you can uh, find like local Juneteenth celebrations um, in the area, which I think is really cool. So just to kind of keep it local, um, you know, that that's something that, um, and then like, I actually, um, I found some cool kids videos cause like I'm a parent and try to like simplify things, um, you know, for my kids and stuff. And so like, I found a couple kids videos on YouTube that just kind of like simplify it and like put it in a fun way and explain to kids like what Juneteenth is about and uh, what it stands for and stuff. So, um, I can, I can also send you some of those too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, just, if you just let, um, just, like I said, let your curiosity kind of take you to find these resources. There's so much out there. I mean, there's podcasts, there's, um, you know, news articles, there's books, of course. And, um, yeah, so those are the things that, you know, I can, I can offer just kind of quickly offhand. So. Awesome. Thank you so much. And really, thank you for taking the time out to meet with us today. Like, we really appreciate you sharing your perspective and, you know, just all of the kind of wealth of knowledge that you have. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, thank you for, for having me. This was cool. Like, I just, I got my, you know, y'all can't see me, but I got my, I got my uh, Juneteenth hat on my, you know, my bucket hat and just, you know, just rocking the vibe right now. And I got like a little mug um, that says Juneteenth. So um, yeah, I appreciate it. I, I love talking about this um, as I'm still learning too. Like I'm not, I'm not an expert and I'll keep saying that uh, I'm just learning like everybody else. Um, but I think I'm just, you know, just passionate <laughs> about, you know, the stuff that I'm uh, learning and just want to like keep sharing it forward, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I would just say like, you know, if I can give some advice um, you know, to people listening and, you know, just don't, don't be so quick to like move on from this holiday, uh, from a holiday like this one. And, you know, like it, and when I say move on, just like, okay, cool. Juneteenth. Yay. And then like go about your life. Um, you know, it took, it took many failed attempts, you know, even to get MLK day approved as a national federal, you know, recognized holiday. Right. And then, um, you know, Juneteenth, no different like we just got to keep keep working keep pushing like we need everybody not just people you know like myself who's passionate and just like all right what we need to do where, where are we going you know but just people who 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 this holiday and celebration does not impact right so um you know just i just want to say like um just 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 keep that in mind as the year goes on like like still ask your colleagues like hey like did you know you know, about Juneteenth, like, have you ever heard of it? You know, like, don't let this one day um, be the only time that you talk about it. <laughs> um, if I can, you know, ask anybody to do that. So um, it's, a, it's a long fight. It's a long journey. And, you know, if you claim to be like a true supporter, then 
you know that the work is not done and, you know, just, you know, can cannot just only last in like the designated months. So that's my thing. Um, you know, I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all having me. And this was a lot of fun. I'll be back. <laughs> I will be back if you have me. We'd like to thank Angie for joining us today. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We value your feedback and your ratings and reviews will help others discover our show. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Inclusive Online Pod. If you'd like to get in touch with us with your ideas, feedback, or request to collaborate, you can send us an email at inclusiveonlinepod at gmail.com. We'll be back next month with our next episode. And until then, we hope you feel included.